0: Welcome to the fifth episode of The Spirit Hunters. This is Sarah. Patrick. And Joe will be joining in as soon as he gets his burrito. Um, We do have a special guest today.
1: Hello. Uh, What's your name, special guest? Uh, I'm Peter. Okay. Um, Peter, uh, I don't know who you are. Who is this man (laughs) in this house? I'm Peter Talavera. I am the owner of Patrick's house. Yep, and he's gonna evict me if I say anything bad. So it's gonna be like speed, except instead of a bus blowing up, it's me getting flown out of the house, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like Jeff, or is it J- Jazzy Jeff? Is that him from Fresh Prince? Anyways, why don't you tell us a little about your anime experience or an experience or whatever sort of acronym you want to do to describe your anime experience?
2: Sure. Um, like most people, I started anime with a Toonami and the Dragon Ball scene. Uh, I gradually grew uh into anime. I'd say I became more into uh hard anime with a uh, with Attack on Titan. I would say that's the anime series that really broke me in. Uh, but from there, I've been watching several different series, uh, several different uh, shows. I've been wanting to try Hunter x Hunter for a while, but I've always uh kept putting it in my backlog, essentially. But um, well, uh, I finally got an excuse when Patrick started watching, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we tried to get him on the U-Hawk show but he was like, oh, "I don't like that show. It's it's dumb and it's the worst show ever." <laughs> so I'm speaking to him like I usually do on the podcast and I didn't want to make that the correction. I'll do that a little bit later on once we get lit later on after the end of the episode, but uh anyways, uh Let's, uh, so you want to do the the last time part, sir?
0: Yeah, so last time we got to cooking and took a leap of faith, making it through the second phase of the hunter exam. Today we'll cover some ball action and have a little bit of prison break as we move on to the third phase of the hunter exam. You better get ready.
1: All right, so our first episode today is going to be episode seven, Showdown on the Airship, or Showdown X on X, the Airship, or Hisokin no Kessen, which is I think it's the same thing. But anyways, uh, <laughs> it was uh, released on so yeah, it was released on November thirteenth, two thousand eleven, in Japan, and June fourteenth, two thousand sixteen, in America on Toonami. Uh, the mega chapters were at, at chapters thirteen and fourteen. And the Japanese date of the first manga chapters was June 8th, 1998. And the 1999 episode is, is 11. And the Japanese date of the first 99 episode was January 8th, 2000. And it's very deceptive because it's supposed to be the 99 series, but it's 2000. So you guys figure that out. Hmm. All right. The synopsis is, during the free time in the airship bound for the third exam location, Karapika and Leorio take a rest while Gon and Killua wander around the airship. Chairman Netero sees and challenges them to a game that involves getting a ball from him, telling them that they will automatically become hunters if they succeed in grabbing his ball. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. uh, Do you want to start on the notes sir?
0: Yeah, so, on the airship, um, Chairman Netero formally introduces himself to the remaining 42 hunter examinees. Beans, who literally looks like an anamame, announces that the He's also Naruto's secretary. He tells everyone that the airship will arrive to at the third site of the hunter, at the hunter exam for the third phase, around eight a.m. the following morning. Um, the applicants are free to eat, hang out, rest, whatever they want until then. I
1: just like how he's like a giant bean man.
0: Yeah, he looks like an inamame or like a jelly bean.
1: Yeah, if it was a cat, just have toe in front of his name.
0: <laughs> And um, Gon and Killua decide to go and explore the airship while Kurepika and Liario decide to get some rest because, you know, they, they're old.
1: They're old people. They're they're a whole, what, uh, were they like in 1719, I think, Th- right? Those yeah. teenagers. Just, those- <laughs> just too old. They, they can't handle it. Back <laughs> problems. Back problems, you know. <laughs> You know, they're I
0: mean, like, oh, we're just the millennials and these freaking Zoomers. When they're too <laughs> too much energy, it's So <laughs> don't disrespectful. get them in their TikTok. We and, had Vine back in our day,
1: and that's gone now. All we got left is Facebook and <laughs> uh, and Instagram. Actually, I don't. I'm actually not sure. Is Instagram? I think that's both the Zoomers and Boomers, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's like Instagram was like the height of like when. Millennials and also the, one of the first platforms I think like Gen Z really took to.
1: Hmm, it's fair enough. Yeah, no, those are really good platforms. I need to update my Insta though. It's been kind of barren, unfortunately.
0: Well, you could always get onto TikTok.
1: <laughs> I guess I don't. Yeah, I need to. I probably need to make an account there. I'll. I'll see. You. Get the. I don't... Peter doesn't do any social media, so. Yeah, I'd say I've been uh, pretty clear of internet politics this way, so. <laughs> yeah,
2: You
0: probably live a higher quality life than more people by doing that. <laughs> yeah, if you
1: somehow find Peter on any social media, I'll give you an award because there's no way in hell you'll be able to find him. It's too he's, much effort. <laughs> he's like a ghost. Maybe an internet form or something. I don't know. Did you post on the internet forums? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you'll never I mean find I've him. seen internet forums. I read through them, but <laughs> you just don't want to join it because of <laughs> obvious reasons. It's uh, then I become one of them. I, I get engage and I won't stop commenting and I will just flame everyone. <laughs> Pretty much. So, if you ever meet Peter online, get ready to get flamed.
0: So.
1: <laughs> All right. So, where uh, were we at? <laughs> so,
0: so um, I think we're around. So, Tompa, he's talking to Karapika and Leario, the telling them, like, yo. Maybe getting some rest isn't a great idea because you never know when the next phase might start. It might happen while we're up here. Um, but he really isn't looking out for their best interest. He just kind of wants to psych them out um, from getting enough rest so that way when the third phase starts the next morning, they'll be tired and they'll suck in comparison to him. Um, Kurapika and Liario, um, they end up sitting with the rest of the applicants and Kurapika's like, He figures that there's no chance that the next phase will start on the airship. Um, Otherwise, the examiners would have told them to wait for instructions instead of relaxing. And Liario, he just didn't care at all. He's already sleeping.
1: And then Tompa's super salty that they're like, dang it, my plan failed again.
0: Oh, poor Tompa.
1: I'm
2: not sure what he was thinking, thinking that that would work this time. Especially when everyone else is going to sleep.
1: Because he's he's, he's he's trying to do everything in his power to screw everyone over. True, but you figured a guy who's uh, done this, what, 30, 36 times? <laughs> nah, he, the thing is that he probably did it enough that people are dumb enough to believe him. I mean, after, what, yeeting flo- fl- uh, yourself off a cliff to get an egg, and then cooking <laughs> and yelled at, and then running 80 kilometers, and then 10 kilometers up a staircase... And oh, going through the killer the killer force as well. I think at this point, anybody's going to believe anything.
0: Yeah, and I think he could. I think since he's done it so often, he's probably assuming that everyone's really easy to trick.
2: Probably a low bar standard for the entrance, I guess.
0: Yeah. But this year is a special year. And it's not just because our main characters are part of it. Apparently, everyone's kind of wised up on him. Um,. So, meanwhile, we go back to the examiners, Satos, Menchi, and Buhara, and they're talking about the applicants while eating dinner. They agree that this year is, ex- is very impressive, um, and they each have a fave for winning the exam. Menchi is rooting for Hanzo to win, um, Satos is partial to Kilawa, and Buhara mentions Hisoka who seemed like he wanted to fight someone um, when Menchi initially failed all the applicants. Uh, Menchi says that Hisoka kind of gives her the creeps and that he's always been very Mr. Scary Clown. clown, Mr. Scary Clown. Mr. Scary Clown. (laughs) Kind of giving her some it vibes, and that's why she's been kind of at the edge at the beginning of the exam.
1: Man, they should have a Photoshop of that with him and... and and in, in the in uh, the the was it the sewers? Like,
0: hey Georgie, <laughs> hey Georgie, hey Gon, hey
1: Gon, how about you take a card?
0: <laughs> uh... Sato's call said all the hunters continually seek to have rivals um, that are worthy and that the hunter exam is the perfect place to find one. Uh, But Hisoka's just very like OTT or over the top about it. Um, Where anyone else would know to like kind of chill out and relax, he's like he just goes and guns for it. Um, There's like this visual of Hisoka knocking down a tower of cards and the last card you see is the Joker, and that is just, that's what I call edgy <laughs> TM. And
1: imagine he, like, looks at him and is like, and now you get what you fucking deserve, <laughs> and, like, throws a card at him. No.
0: And, um, so gone and Kilua, um, they are exploring the ship, and they talk about... Like they're kinda like they're messed up families as all twelve year olds do. Um Gon asks Kilua what his parents do. Kila's like, Yeah, they're just s they're probably alive and they're assassins, which surprises Gone, um, who asks if they really are, which makes Kilua laugh. He is surprised by Gon's reaction and didn't expect to take his answer seriously. Um he tells Gon that his family um are assassins and that they expected him to take on the legacy and become the future heir of their business Um, but he was like no way bro and actually attacked his bro and his mom in order to run away and find his own future um he wants to become a hunter and when he does he's gonna hunt all of them down and collect their bounties
2: what a killer family yeah Could i just say i really appreciate the fact that they break the anime stereotype that the main character actually believes this
1: fact and realizes it's true.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: gone is a bit remarkable in that in that way. Like he can tell without, like you know, just by like basic instinct and vibe. I mean, I imagine if he was to tell Lenorio at
2: first at the airship, Lenorio would fall into stereotype and not believe him. So, it's...
1: well, yeah, that's because Lenorio is kind of a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we still love him. uh Do we? Mm-hmm. No, he's 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 the worst Kurabara. Yeah,
0: oh, he. right now he is yeah he he doesn't have that lovableness yet he needs like oh i can see some good things but for now it's more like dude you gotta get your priority status and all just about money
1: he needs that he needs his own yukina uh
0: going back so chairman near the near i always mess up his name let's just call him the near i thought it was netero 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 makes more sense. Let's just stick with Netero. So he spots the two and he kind of does this really intense like eye-staring trick that makes them feel like they're watching him from one side of the corridor, but he appears on the opposite. Um, Killua knows that Naruto is the culprit and he's like hey you're pretty fast old man and there's like definite some tension between them and there's like this anime foe stare down um, Naruto asks the kiddos what their thoughts on the first exam are um, Gon is like, oh, it's so much fun! Thank God there aren't any written tests. And Kira was like, ah, disappointed. There needs to be more challenge.
1: Yes, there's. Yeah, there. Uh, I love that the the difference, the partial differences between them, like the they're like the polar opposites almost, you know. But they're somehow close together. It's really weird.
0: Yeah, I feel like they have very. Similar enthusiasm, like they both seem like very much kids. But one kid's like sunshine, the other kid is like daggers in sunshine.
1: It's like the dark side and the light side. If anything, is uh, Kuropika who's like pretty much the edge lord of the kids.
0: That's true. I <laughs> know.
1: And uh, a uh, thing is, I, I get the vibe that, that Kuropika just is just can't take things seriously more than that. Like she's kind of like a like Krama almost. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, he's like Kurama almost. Where it's like. You know, he he's very he's he's serious like but he's almost serious to a fault. Well, it's a little bit different where Karama can like, you know, joke around and not be that serious, but mm-hmm. uh Karapi guys like serious to a fault right now. Like it seems like he didn't have a lot of socialization, but I guess I can g- give him some slack considering his whole village was killed and got their eyes ripped out of their head. So yeah, I can uh you know, give him a little bit of slack on that
0: yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe eventually he'll learn To joke around, but I think for now he's just very like literal, very literal, almost.
1: Uh, Did you see Birds of Prey yet? Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me of um, what's her name, the Huntress. Yeah, she where where she's like all serious and she's trying to be friendly, but she's kind of awkward.
0: Yeah, that's basically Karapika. He built his whole thing on revenge, and he now he's learning to have friends. Maybe he'll learn how to do a fist bump along the way
1: possibly we'll see hopefully <laughs> hopefully we'll we'll get get a little bit more friendly but yeah i, I kind of see where the the, the hunt the the yu show vibes are coming with his characters now and in a little bit i think it'll show i'll, I'll point out as well mm-hmm. but where were we at
0: so we're at to challenges gone in kilowatt to a game of get the ball um so if they manage to steal a ball from him then he will make them hunters on the spot um, Killua, he uses this technique called the rhythm echo, um, and it's assassination attack that creates after images which confuse the enemy. And he kicks at Neatro's leg, but he ends up getting hurt because this guy's um, legs are basically like iron. Um, gone asked to be tagged in and he also tries to rush at to get the ball and he jumps up to try and trick him but he ends up hitting his head on the ceiling.
2: Wrecked. Right. <laughs> get your <I> god. <laughs> uh,
0: and then back to Tampa, he finds Kur- Kurapika and Lirio. They're just sleeping like babies and he's mad because his plans to sab- sabotage them didn't work out. Um, and then when we go back to Karapika and gone They've been Trying to get the ball For Natoro For hours And they just Can't seem to Um Eventually Kilwa just gets He just rage quits He's like This <laughs> and, sucks Yeah was like Fuck you, evil man I'm not gonna do this This is a waste of time And he's like nature is just too strong. He's just playing with us, and he he doesn't even need all his limbs to beat to beat us.
1: Yeah, he cut him off actually. So okay. no, he didn't do that. <laughs> Holy! It's like I'm gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna fight you without my arm. It's like whoa, what are you doing? Cutting off my arm to not play? I without don't your, think oh. this
0: is kind of this kind of anime. No, <laughs> you just tie your
1: arm back or something. No, it's gotta come off.
0: <laughs> Uh, Gon is like, you know what? I'm going to keep going. And he's determined to make Naruto use his right arm since um, he's just been using his left. And this is not part of the bet. And it's just something that Gon wants to do. Meanwhile, Kiba's like, peace out. I'm going to get some sleep. Um gone ask Neutro like oh how did Kilo do that rhythm echo thing it was pretty cool but Neutro's like this is not what cool people do this is what bad people do and you shouldn't learn how to do it and you know we go back to Kilo He's Wait, are we one- talking
1: like bad as in evil are we talking Michael Jackson bad
0: uh, bad as in like evil Evil, like I
1: gotcha. So it's not like ev- a Michael Jackson rhythm echo moonwalk, no? no.
0: more like that um, evil league from Spongebob Evil.
1: Oh, the, every villain is a lemon? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My favorite evil.
0: Um, Keela, he bumps into these two examinees who are like, hey, kid, apologize to us. And he's like, okay. And he just kills them.
1: He's, he's, he's like, I'll apologize to you in your graves. Psh-
0: yeah, so you do like this um little so thing called the death rate like out of 1 out of 10. How did you find the two examinee's death?
1: Um I thought uh I uh, technically it was off it was like one of those things where they're far away right and they just mm-hmm. tipp, topple over. Um the actual death in the anime it's like 3 out of 10. Uh in the manga it's a, it's a 9 out of 10 and I'll explain why. Oh. Um, what about you, Peter? What did you rate that death? Ah, uh, I mean,
2: it was it, it definitely showed Killua in terms of like a ten scale. I'd say it was I'm more of five in that. I, I haven't read the manga, so I don't know what's the comparison. But I mean, it did showcase Killua, so that's what I give points for. My major thing about it, however, mm-hmm. is I mean, are are the entrance like fine to the fact that there's two bodies in the airship now that there was a murder.
1: Well they they had like twelve people yeet themselves off a cliff and they were, it seemed yeah. okay so
2: yeah but that was like the environmental. This this was a contestant killing contestant and it's like back in the um the one where they were traveling through the forest when they tried to jump Hisoka, they tried to jump Isoka without the um without anyone watching essentially make it look mm-hmm. like he died from the environment essentially this was a case of there's no way in hell there should be any action everyone should be calm and two people are dead now and i guess they're just he moving probably, on
1: he probably <laughs> you them off the, the, the airship i mean i mean
0: he's an assassin <laughs> he knows what to do with dead bodies
1: yeah i mean obviously that's like assassination 101 i mean you, you gotta you gotta learn how to take care of the bodies before you're doing some kills here i mean yeah. I, I guess
2: uh well i guess he cleaned up up the bodies and two people just happened to go to the bathroom and
1: never came out maybe they just fell off the airship i mean technically they probably did but you know oh my god I, I i guess yeah
0: i mean you make a good point it could be one of those things where maybe it's out of sight out of mind for the examiners they figured if you are dumb enough or weak enough to get killed when there's not actually anything going on you probably won't make it through the actual exam
1: yeah, but if 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 I if my theory is correct, and you threw them off the airship, imagine you're just some kids sitting there in a village. <laughs> We're playing some things. And all suddenly, you just feel like, what is this red stuff raining on me? and all suddenly a bunch of body parts fall around you. It's like, ah, what
0: a fun and wacky world we live in. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs>
1: it's like, mom, look it, I got all this red stuff on me. But no, um, so yeah, so yeah, there was a, uh, I guess in terms of death rate, there was not my favorite How about you
0: yeah i thought it was pretty lame just because it also happened off screen and it was just kind of like to show that kilawa is a very deadly and take no shit kid so it does show a little bit more of his personality when before he just seemed kind of like those like an online troll kid versus like someone who actually is very deadly
1: yes he uh he has some rage issues, though. I have to say, mm-hmm. gets salty and you know kills two people and throws their body off the belt off the, the airship. So
0: yeah, and he said he might have killed Neutro if he kept on playing the game. If he um, at any point so gone, um, he's still trying to make Neutro use his right hand, and eventually does. Um, when he tries to headbutt Neutro in the stomach, um, Neutro. Could have withheld, but Gon forced Lee, essentially forced him to mess up because Naruto didn't want to kill him. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Gon literally put his own life in danger in order to win. Not even really win, in order to get like his own like little victory.
1: <laughs> yeah, it definitely shows what, what, what lengths Gon will go to to actually win and succeed. Mm-hmm. Hey, do it the way Goku did it, just headbutt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He is very much like a Goku.
1: Actually, yeah, I know you pointed Even that out.
0: Even down to, like, his tall hair.
1: Yes, very tall hair and, uh, you know, whimsical child experience... Child, uh, I guess, adventure... uh, uh his adventure in him, I guess. So yeah. I
2: suppose, to Gon's credit, he's actually a kid, whereas Goku... While well, that excuse was for the original Dragon Ball, he lost that excuse a long time ago. Don't mm. worry,
1: Gon will probably abandon his kid as well.
0: Oh, so, dang. or he'll get turned back into a kid like they did in Dragon Ball GT. <laughs>
1: It's it's like it's like Hunter GT,
0: <laughs> take it
1: to the Grand Tour. No, oh no. <laughs> I think that's the second time I sung that song on this podcast. So that's that's probably a new record for people on podcasts that sing that. Anyways, uh, let's see. Yep. yep. Uh,
0: so gone. He's very satisfied with his little minor victory. Um, while Naruto, he just eventually just passes out, and Naruto is like, um. Sorry, here they read the notes So Naruto, he calls the captain to slow down their flight to last a few more hours, or in the manga, to last until an extra hour and thirty minutes. So that way, Gon gets enough rest and he won't be disadvantaged. Um, Gon's determination impressed him so much that he disarmed what was a trap from the beginning, and that's the end of the episode.
1: Yep. Alright, let's, let's get Joe in, and we'll uh, continue on. Hold on, a sec. Alright, so let me hop into the original manga addendums. Uh, Menchi complains that Killua is probably blood type B, and therefore not her type. Kind of weird, Weird but...
3: thing to say about a kid.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's my dating profile. I have them prick <laughs> their fingers, and it's not a blood type that's compatible. Like, oh, sorry, uh, not gonna work I'm, out we, we us. We covered,
3: like, uh, Japanese, like, blood phrenology in that one episode.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah. Satu's guess is that Hazoka is taking the exam for fun, but is also willing to go forward when most people would put on the brakes. It makes him sound like Gone and Kula simultaneously. Kula and Hazoka do not have the same energy type. Eventually,
3: uh, no, they they do have the same energy type. eventually. Do have the same energy type eventually? So in in Hunter Hunter, I mean, this is kind of spoilery. They basically mm-hmm. say like that depending on like your energy archetype you generally tend to have a certain personality i don't think they think it's causal i think it's the other way around like your personality tends to determine what your energy type is
1: Mm-hmm. Kilo makes his claim that his parents were assassins sound like a joke explicitly till gone just doesn't flinch if i continued i would have wanted the ball enough to kill for it mm-hmm. i think you didn't he say that in the i'm pretty sure he said that in the anime right yeah. no so
3: in the anime Similar. he says he could have killed netero so the difference is In twenty eleven he straight up says he would have killed Nethero like he has the ability to, while in the manga he says I would have tried to and it's very much hinted at that he doesn't think he could have.
1: Gotcha, yeah, that line's pretty close, so I didn't really notice the differences. In this one, the guys that approached him weren't threatening Kilowa, they just asked him to mind his manners and reach towards him for his attention. Uh, and and the manga was a bloody like I was saying before, the differences, the why I like the manga for Mm -hmm. it is a bloody mess. Like his head's all ripped up. It like their parts actually have a photo of it right here uh let me go get it this is what it actually looked like so of course it cuts off
3: yeah this Mm -hmm. is in contrast to the uh like anime where like the guys seem like they were gonna try to hurt him in this Mm -hmm. one it's just like hey man what's up and then like he just murders them yeah what
1: Uh, that's
0: crazy trying to keep that that, pg-13 for the anime i guess that's a huge difference because in the anime it's like you know they they like it's like they fall asleep on the floor.
2: They, they, they just got
1: tired. They fell
2: asleep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: they cut. They cut these guys to piece. These oh
2: pieces yeah, in the, in the
3: manga. Mess. In the manga, and I, I think to a lesser degree, the ninety nine thing. They I make see it seem again, less or? like uh, Kilua killing is a choice, and more like he just like reactively does it, in and the, that he like can't stop mm-hmm. himself.
0: In the manga art, he looks exactly like Hiei except with all white hair.
1: You know, let me just, let's see, that's... Yeah, so oh, yeah, in he early, does. Yeah. in early uh, Hunter x uh, Hunter,
3: he does, until they introduce a character who looks like Hiei more closely, <laughs> and then they're like, well, we gotta differentiate these two, because basically, if you take Hiei and subtract Killua, you get the other character, because he's like, hey, what if, uh, like, if Hiei didn't want to learn to respect life, and was actually a lot more destructive than he currently is?
1: Yeah, i i definitely I definitely think that the four are now represented of their characters in Yu Yu Hakusho, for sure. Now it's more clear of who is who, you know. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Where you know, kill, Killua is obviously Hiei, Kurama is Kurapika, you know, Gon is Yusuke, and then I, I guess Gon's like a more nicer Yusuke, and then lirar is literally just Kurobara. <laughs> but um, yeah. So he Killua kill Lua's the <laughs> hell out of them, tearing them in pieces and. uh One of my biggest notices is where where the fuck is Leora's glasses? It seemed to vanish when he had... Because in the manga, he doesn't have them. And I actually thought at one point it was a different character. But in the anime, he has them throughout the entirety. It's kind of weird.
0: He just put on his contacts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's
1: the biggest change in the manga. They give him contacts.
3: It's it's probably just a big continuity error that when they made the anime, they're like, we got to fix this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think maybe because he that his design made a little bit... Because he looked a bit generic with his glasses on. Yeah. Cause, like, when, like I th- I got confused during the end of the one of the chapters later on. It's like, oh, it's my turn. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Is it the Prince? He was like, oh, wait, no, that's Leorio. Nice. All right, so you want to do the 99 Addendum, Joe? Yep. Uh. So
3: in 1999, they introduced one of the worst filler things they've done to this point. So I think there's a couple different types of filler... There's filler where you just add new episodes, and, like, you know, they don't actually correspond to anything, so you can easily cut them out on rewatch. There's fillers where you add segments that are filler, and it makes them harder to cut out, but you still can with fast-forward. And then there is the worst, most pernicious type of filler, where you incorporate people into scenes that are canonical and make it so you cannot skip the bullshit. This is one of those. Oof. Um, yeah, so there's a filler character they incorporate who basically is a girl who wants revenge on a because she's unaware of who it is, uh, who, who is killed Zoldyc? her father, uh, like Kilo's family.
1: Okay, so, Zoldyck is that person's Oh, have they thing?
3: not spelled out Kilo's family's last about... name? No. Okay, so in the 99 anime, they have, at this point, mentioned that Kilo's family is called the Zoldics. um and she wants revenge on whichever one of them it was who killed her father and she uh, basically entered the hunter exam got eliminated probably around the time of split mountain um, but snuck onto the ship and like the hunter like the uh like the hunter association's not cool with this because basically anyone who's been eliminated has to go like they they don't mind contestants killing each other but they cannot have someone trying to kill someone if they're not a contestant
1: oh you know that's the big difference in there
3: No, I I think it does make a difference insofar as it's not a question of morality. If it was a question of morality, they wouldn't be allowing these people to kill each other anyways. It's a question of, like, no, don't fucking touch these people who are, like, more qualified than you. Get the fuck out of here. Don't touch. Yeah. uh, But, like, she, like, so basically she, like, kind of weirdly confronts Kilua, Like, you know, just like, oh, yeah, someone killed my dad. You know, they're just – and, like, for some reason in this version there's, like, a pretty cool – food court that is on the airship late at night or like a cafe and they're all like basically sitting in like a 1980s mall food court uh on the airship and she's just saying this and then leorio comes up and puts his arm around her and tries to take the opportunity to hit on her but like they it feels like they had a quota of how they had to incorporate all the main characters because then kurapika he doesn't hit on her but she's like yeah i want to be a blacklist hunter because i want to find the person who killed my dad he's like i also want to be a blacklist hunter and shows up out of nowhere and it, it's just—it just feels like the worst, like most cliche filler bullshit. He's and trying then she to respond to
1: those DMs.
3: No, he's—he's he's not. But Leorio is. He's more like a oh person with very obvious motive. I'm oblivious to it. Let me tell you about how I have similar idea. Um, it's—it's it's really bad. Uh, but then, uh, basically she tries stabbing Kilua and mentions that you know blah 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 whatever was going on. As it goes on, it turns out that. I mean, I'll get into it later, but there's a reason that her family getting killed isn't really that big of a deal. Uh, so during this episode, Kilo and Gon get kicked out of the cockpit instead of the kitchen. So I think in the manga and the 2011 anime, they get they go into the kitchen to try to get food, right?
1: Mm-hmm. In the manga, they just want to crash the plane. I want to drive it.
3: <laughs> oh wait, oh that happens in the manga too. Okay, so in 99, no, they no, also no,
1: go no, in... no, it doesn't happen. I think it gets. Kicked... I don't even remember them getting kicked out of the kitchen in the manga. Oh, okay. I was saying the airship, that's why it's like, oh let's fly the plane and just like Uh-oh. crashes it.
3: Yeah, so in ninety uh, nine they also do the blood type thing here. Uh so do they like an the
1: analyzer? Or do they just like lick the blood? It's like, mm, that's some good. No, no. Blood they type they just be blood.
3: No, like because like people associate different personality types with different blood types. So they're just like, Oh, well he's a dick, so he must be uh, blood type B or something like that. Um, uh
1: I guess blood types work w- differently in this universe.
3: No, no, we've we've talked about this. Like, this is a Japanese cultural thing. Like, this is a thing that a lot of, like, a significant portion of Japanese people believe.
1: So this is like, this is like the Zodiac, except on a dumber scale?
3: Uh, I'd say it's actually less dumb than the Zodiac, but still really dumb. Those both sound equally stupid. No, no, I mean, ha- thinking that there's a biological basis to, like, personality is much more believable than that there is an astrological basis to personality.
4: Um, it's kind of we'll, like one of those pseudo we'll sciences.
0: Screen. It reminds me a lot because, like, um, there's, like, this one called... It's based off facial features, and it's really popular, I, especially in, like, Korea. What's it called?
3: I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called.
0: Like physiology.
3: Oh, it's physiogen physiogenomy or something yeah, like physiognomy. that. Yeah, like... physiogenomy.
0: And then if you like, if I'm if you like Korean pop culture, you'll see a lot of forums and Koreans' um, netizens saying like physiology is a science, and this is why this guy or this girl with this face is a trash, and it's just like how do you even get that that's that's not
1: the one where it's like you know you rub peaches on your face to make you like more healthy right
0: no it's like if you have like if you have like a certain nose or a certain eye shape then you're a terrible person obviously oh man can i
1: see your face here oh no horrible person (laughs) sorry guys sarah horrible sorry
3: (laughs) most physically based personality explanations end up just being racist yeah like if you look at one of the older ones phrenology like, one, highly debunked, but two, there were a ton of academics who thought it was a real thing in the 1700s and 1800s where they thought the shape of your skull and, like, the shape of certain facial features corresponded with, like, your intelligence range. And what do you know? Weirdly enough, they happened to just select the ones most common in white people. Weird.
1: Weird, yeah. It's, that's kind of a weird coincidence. I don't know.
3: Yeah, and so they labeled a bunch of, like, terrible ones, like, in, you know, obviously they're going to choose people who get historically shit on so like they like black features were just like well these are really bad but they're also like asian people must be retarded and it's just like well one oof don't say that and two like what are you basing this on like it's like people think that like i think a lot of people are like oh yeah because racism has persisted it's always been the same it's like nah man different (laughs) racism like is something that changes vastly throughout time therefore any consistency argument is insane
1: yeah, the science in the seventeen hundreds weren't known to be very, uh, very modernized in any aspect.
3: Yeah, uh, but anyways, back to the episode. Uh, sorry for the digression. Um, they talk about the idea of kake damashi, uh, which is mentioned for Hisoka's reason for wanting to challenge strong foes. They specifically talk about this as an idea from karate or martial arts, where it's just like you're unhappy with your training partners, so you go to find stronger people. I know damashi means soul. I'm not sure what kake means. But uh, yeah, okay. it's inter- it's interesting that they specifically talk about that in the ninety nine version. But to my knowledge, it's either not in the manga or wasn't translated as directly. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. they just say like, oh, they're just looking for rivals in the Hunter Exam um, because it's a great place to find strong people.
3: In the twenty eleven version, Kilua when he sees the view from out of the airship is like, whoa. In ninety nine, he super is like, nah, man, this isn't a thing. It doesn't matter. And then, you know, like, Gon's like, oh, why don't you care about this? This is crazy. I've never seen this. And he's like, my family has a private jet. Um, Murder
1: jet one.
3: Yeah, it's the X-Jet, but for murders. Um, (laughs) So uh, he's
1: rich and a dick in that one then.
3: (laughs) No, I mean, he's rich and a dick in all of them, but just the way it sort of comes out is different.
1: So it's like Seto Kaiba, except Kaiba murdered the shit out of people instead of playing card games.
3: (laughs) I guess, yeah. Uh, I mean, he
1: did try to blow up an island. I mean, there's no... Yeah, we can split hairs on that later.
3: So another thing that's interesting is there is a lot of use of rack focus uh, in this episode, basically because it was the 90s, and uh, for some reason in the late 90s, anime was really into using a lot of... Like effects that could be done either analog or digital, but to emulate film techniques, but this was before the introduction of mostly computer drafted like animation, and so this was kind of a way of getting some of like basically there was a focus on like realistic effects in otherwise non realistic environments that just does not survive to this day not like it's kind of like one of those. You know how a lot of video games are quote-unquote realistic when they come out, and then you realize, like, oh, you should have gone with a cartoony style because, like, this aged badly? This is, like, one of those things.
1: Uh, it just depends on what what, what, you're talk, what game you're talking about.
3: Uh, I mean, I think any game that goes for hyper-realism will inevitably look bad. Any I game don't know. That Something like
1: Crisis still kind of holds up nowadays.
3: Well, okay, so, Crisis, the reason for that is because it just, like, went far beyond the capabilities at high end of, like, any PC that existed at the time. Give that one 100 years. See how it looks. Meanwhile, Super Mario Bros. 1 still looks good because it's a cartoon. But, Mm -hmm. like, if you look at something like, uh, if you look at something like, freaking, uh, GoldenEye for the N64, praised as incredibly realistic when it came out, look at it now, it's the fucking, uh... It's the uh, Elon Musk uh, supercar or whatever like the his truck thing. It's his truck.
1: I guess, but I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you just got to work with what you have at the time. I mean, yeah, if you want to push the boundaries, I mean, if you you I mean, you got to make something realistic and try eventually. I mean, it no, all can't so be cartoony.
3: I I definitely agree. I think there's value to trying to do something realistic, but I just don't think there are a lot of people who overestimate the inability of that stuff to age and like don't think that cartoons won't age as badly when it turns out they age much like better.
2: Mm. I would say that's definitely a uh, very evident, particularly like if we're talking to GameCube, the, the N64 PS one era, and even uh, to an extent, the 360 PS3 era, with the PS4 era and Xbox One era. However, we've gotten like to a point where we're basically mocapping actual likeness to people. Uh, but I, I do wonder if, like next generation, they come up with new realistic graphics, and it makes uh, them look like shit. Yeah, uh, I do wonder if that will happen. But I think to further uh, Joe's point uh you look at legend of zelda wind waker uh to this day the gamecube version not even talking about the hd remake and to be honest it still pretty much holds up even though obviously you can see areas like jagged uh jagged areas such such mm-hmm. like that limitations of the gamecube but because the art direction is so good and another one is um uh what's it called uh, was it okami i think yeah okami yeah yeah okami uh those are good examples okami i think hasn't like despite having so much re uh re-releases remasters i don't think it really has changed that much honestly and i guess the icing of the cake is uh the borderlands franchise a a common complaint about the recent borderlands is how much it hasn't changed but i honestly question how much does it even really need to change that art style is a very unique art style that's holding up pretty well
3: Hmm. Let's talk about this on a Gamescast sometime. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, so uh, Netero sneaking up on them, he reveals himself. Instead of doing the cool thing, he did, he just scratches his belly. Well, no, he does the cool thing, but then he shows up on the other side, scratching his belly, and just like my belly scra- itches so much, and just like why is this a thing? <laughs> Yikes! Um, it paints him much more as a it Yikes. paints it paints him much more as like a Master Roshi type figure in this version, which is like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so here's where things get weird with the filler character. Because now the game, instead of, like, you'll instantly become hunters, when he first proposes it, like, they're carting away the woman who – they, they like, caught the woman who was trying to kill Kilua and they're carting her away in, like, handcuffs. And they're just like, yeah, if you win this ballgame, we'll exonerate her. And they're like, yeah, we're not really interested. And they're like, what if we throw in like membership to the Hunter Association? You instantly get your license. And they're like, okay. And it's just like, so you're telling me that this character you introduced is meaningless, not only in the grand scheme of things, but even in the scene she's in yeah it's it's the fucking worst so she's just in the background watching this happen and just talking with kilua while the match is going on like basically the fight is constructed slightly differently with like doing uh kilua does the leg kick and then the assassin tech uh he does the attacking then the leg kick then the assassin technique as opposed to in 2011 and manga where they kind of did it in a different order um Kiwa straight up says the phrase, I'm just testing my ability, which just makes me think that, like, you know, Kishimoto, the guy beh- behind Naruto, like, just instantly fixated on that, and he's like, you know what, what if I have a cool fucking character say that at some point? What if they, yeah, all right, I'm gonna do it. Um, So, they include Netaro doing the power dash across the room, but they don't draw Nen on it, because at this point, like, they don't, you know, Nen doesn't... It's not a thing. Meanwhile, in 2011, they draw Nen there even though they haven't explained Nen. So it's kind of really weird how they portray it differently. I'm assuming because this one's reflecting the manga pretty literally, which also didn't explain Nen yet. Um, so here, Kila giving up is portrayed as terrified instead of a logical choice. Which I have mixed feelings about because in the manga it's clear that it's to indicate like oh yeah he's a very smart kid he realizes that they don't stand a chance for like what their initial idea is, but this is actually more in line with something that will happen later. Uh, Peter, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like Kilua being afraid of certain things. Uh,
2: I've uh, I don't know about anything about Killua since I actually haven't read the manga. Um, no,
3: no, I'm, I'm saying this is in 2011 as well.
2: Uh. I'm not sure why I'm following you here.
3: Uh, he has a weird thing where he backs down when he realizes someone is stronger than him, and he, like, almost is terrified and can't stop himself from doing it.
2: Oh, like that time uh, with Hisoka. Okay, now, now I see what well, you're talking with about. Well, with
3: Hisoka, and, like, there's a couple times during later arcs where it happens as well. Um, he And a part of his struggle during the show is coming to overcome it. So this change for 99, I actually really like. Hmm. Gotcha. Um... So yeah, anyways, so in this version, Anita, which is the name of the Avenger person, points out that Nethero is only using one arm and one leg, so they basically give her lines that other people say. Like, I was watching this with my girlfriend, and we had just watched the other version, and she's like, wait, did they just steal that line from another person to give it to her to make her seem like she's more important than she is? And I'm like, bingo, this is what they do. <laughs> uh, so they portray the line about killing Nethero as similar to the manga versus the 2011 version, um, you know, basically that he would have tried to kill Nethero, but knows he couldn't have done it. Uh, and here's where shit gets really weirdly, like, wildly weird. Uh, Kilua then starts having a fucking split personality dialogue with his reflection in the mirror, a la Smeagol and Gollum. And, you know, just being like, you enjoy killing. And he's like, no, I don't. I want to be friends. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. Um, then the guy approaches him. Who basically is like, Hey man, why are you talking to yourself in a mirror? So even less threatening and Kilo just murders him. Wow. Well I mean Maybe. I mean no, so he's like, Hey man, why are you talking to yourself in a mirror? Like, are you okay? Like, I'm having a hard time sleeping, you're keeping me up, but I want to check on you and then Kilo just murders him. Also me. Oh, wait, wait, wait! no, no. Oh, Actually, I, I correct. So it appears that he murdered him, but in this version to keep the PG-13, they're like, I caused him paralyzing pain. He will survive this. And I'm like, no, did you guys no, really you do this? You sent him to
1: the next dimension, Joe.
3: Yeah. I sent him to the shadow realm of I pain. I just
0: maimed him a little bit, and he'll, he'll yeah. survive.
1: And the shadow realm was death.
3: So here they add like a completely unnecessary fan service thing where Leorio and uh, where Leorio and Kurapika like knock on Menchi's door because they're hoping to like talk about like something that's going on. I forget what it is off the top of my head, but like it's a legit reason. But she doesn't answer, so they open the door and she's like in a towel because she just got out of the shower. And then there's just like a scene of her chasing them with knives. And it's just like yeah. wow, this uh, this is some old school anime shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: All uh, what's Japanese and their classic. Awful fan service.
3: Yes. Uh, so, Gon and Netero's match continues outside. So, they go outside onto the deck of the ship.
1: Dude, this match Gon- is awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah. And Gon wins by being willing to jump off the edge of the airship for the ball, then grappling hook- grapple hooking back up and kicking the ball out of Nethero's hand, forcing him to catch it with two hands. So, like, nice. it's cool. It's super unnecessary. Uh... And so, Kulua is about to murder Anita, who has gotten out, but then he, like, gets distracted by Gon jumping off the edge, and he realizes what's more important than, like, him killing this person is his friend. Which is cute, but, like, fuck Anita. Like, this character didn't need to be there.
1: Worst anime ever.
3: All right. So that's, that's, that's the end that's,
0: of that. That was a lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah I was... <laughs> not, but not much happened in that episode, huh? <laughs>
3: yeah, no, so the rest of these episodes that we're covering today, like, almost nothing different between happens between the different versions. This one, for some reason, they're just like, we're just going to introduce an entire new storyline. Oh, yeah, so it gets revealed that the reason her dad was killed, she has these huge earrings with giant gems on them, and Kurapika looks at them, and he's like, yo, man, that's like compressed cocaine, dog. Turns out your dad was like a nightmare drug dealer weird it's but not you know, cocaine they're like it's spice you know and it's very uh it's a good spice <laughs> yeah
1: white spice
3: <laughs> yeah
1: all right so, so uh, let's move on to the 1999 research topic which is the research topic which is the 1999 anime staff mm-hmm. so what yeah what can you tell us about that anime staff joe
3: Well, if you guys were tired of me speaking, guess what? Here's more. (laughs)
0: We can split it up, Joe, if you want. Yeah, I'm going to hit the
1: mute button right on Joe, right about... No.
3: So, yeah, for the 99 anime, the series director is uh, Kazuhiro Furuhashi. Uh, He started out on Studio Dean during the 80s. He has uh, no defined style, but was considered a jack-of-all-trades directing works of various genres, including comedy, like uh, Get Backers and Ranma One Half. Putting Get Backers in that is kind of... Did you guys ever watch that?
0: Uh, I watched it as a kid. That's why um, I did the research portion for this, and Get Backers stood out to me because I remember watching it, not on any major cable channels. It's like I don't. It was like one of those channels that either was like music or more tech game related. Oh, was it fucking G Four? I, it might have been. I think it was. And they had, like, a short anime block where it had Get Backers. I think Chromatari High, too.
3: Oh, hmm. wow. That's where you saw it? I I had to watch that online. I had no idea that was on TV at any point.
1: He illegally downloaded it. No, no. Uh,
3: I, I watched it on YouTube back when it was there. Or I think <laughs> it still might be. Was that in parts?
1: Um, or it's, like, Parte 1 yeah, of 35?
3: It It was in parts. But I was going to ask Sarah, like, so is it more comedic in the anime cuz i read the manga and the anime the manga starts comedic and then it just goes into like yeah man now we're in fucking gang life and we're murdering people and like there's a guy who like has death powers and shit's getting weird
0: i think it always kind of was both back and forth between more lighthearted comedy and then the serious action um but i don't remember watching actually that much further into it beyond like the first maybe 10 episodes so i never really got too much into it
3: okay that that might be it because like later in the manga it's just like hey yeah fast and furious style like a woman from our past has shown up and uh it turns out i killed her older brother but it was because uh i was influenced by a voodoo cult that she was part of and, like, it just starts turning into weird shit. It's like, the Joker's here now, but he's, like, a guy in a trench coat who and then shoots
1: Han returns.
0: fucking- Han returns after yeah, a successful Twitter.
1: He's like, I'm back. And then he dies again <laughs> by Jason Statham for yeah. a fifth exactly. time. This no, does up. sound like the next script for Fast and Furious.
3: No, <laughs> Late Getbackers really is very Fast and furious Either They're like, this guy has animal powers. This person has a Van Gogh painting that was painted last week. How'd that happen? They were possessed by a ghost. And like it's just like where is this going? Um, I've never finished it, and I wonder if it would just completely spiral out into the weirdest shit. Probably. Um,
1: well, we get, we've got the next cast idea. Welcome to the yeah. Get Back Haku show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> get back on the couch. Um, but yeah, hey. so we also did historical action like Rurouni Kenshin, military anime Zippang. Have you guys ever heard of this one? Because I've never heard of it. Oh, nope. I
0: never heard of it either. That's sort of what I saw on Anime News Network.
1: We only watch good animes on the t- on the show. Interesting. We do. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, just because I watch Samurai Pizza Cats does not mean I watch bad anime. <laughs> uh,
3: so also, uh, they do Mecha uh, like Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, and uh, his work has a very realistic and down to earth sensibility with realistic lighting and focus on little details that definitely carries through in Hunter Hunter Ninety Nine, which like if you like nineties style anime aesthetics, like late nineties, like it's actually a really good example. Because, like, hmm. if you like some of the stuff that happens in, like, say, nice aesthetic shots of, like, Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop, like, you'll see stuff like that in Hunter Hunter 99 mixed in with terrible filler. Um, but his uh, series often repre- uh, present detailed, realistic designs by the likes of Atsuko Nakajima, Yoshihiko Umakoshi, and Kumiko Takahashi. I don't know who these people are, but you can take my word for it.
1: They're cool people. I mean, their their names are pretty long, so you know. That's, that, that means that they're cool guys.
3: By that logic, Thai people are the coolest people on earth. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and Hawaiian so, uh, people. Yeah, so storyboard artist uh, Toshiyuki Kato, who did eight episodes, uh, was the assistant producer for Studio Gallop, working with Furuhashi on Rurouni Kenshin, also had a realistic and down-to-earth style with smart use of transitions, framing, and angles to make his episodes really enjoyable and fun, directed four episodes, uh, 1, 17, 50, and 60, I don't know off the top of my head what those episodes are, but uh, we'll we'll find out. Other works uh, worked on a full moon o sagashite. For a
1: second, I it said saga shite. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Wow. Okay. Uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which I'm unsure whether that's the new one or the 1994
1: one. It's probably the, or, the, or the or the 90 or the 2001 one.
3: Or the 2001 one, which is a continuation of the of the 94 one. Or the uh, movie. Before, but worked at, no it was not fuck it had it better not have been the movie um but anyways uh jojo's bizarre adventure diamond is unbreakable so he was the series director there so went on to do some cool stuff uh steinsgate the movie uh load region of deja vu so steinsgate's one of those things that i've always been told that i need to watch so i'll eventually P- get P- to P- it P-
1: peter made me watch it and then i what was the load region of deja vu was that the the one Th- that was the movie that was uh focused on kurisu
2: the the main girl essentially uh-
0: that was i've heard of the movie but i never had a chance to watch it
2: did we watch that one yeah we watched it uh which one was that one i can't remember th- that was the one i don't know how much i want to spoil uh for those who haven't watched it but th- that was the one that was focused on kurashu that takes place after the uh main Steinsgate series oh okay i gotcha
0: so if you guys like time travel and alternate <laughs> universes check out Steinsgate.
1: it's okay it's okay, just okay. <laughs> oh, it sounds case. like reading Rainbow. <laughs> it's like reading Rainbow, yeah. Oh
3: my god. Um. LaVar so yeah, the...
1: plays Okus Okabe. Anyways, That's... keep going, Joe. Yeah.
3: So the next person, I almost misread this as the name of a section of the <laughs> anime. It's Satoshi Saga, but like, I'm. It's a name, apparently. Not it. There's no Satoshi Saga, I'm aware of. Uh, but we should have done the
1: Saga as our podcast name.
3: Nice. Uh, directed two episodes, uh, fifty-five and sixty-one, and replaced Furuhashi as the director for the Hunter X Hunter. The oh, fuck? How did I do that? The Hunter Hunter OVA. <laughs> uh, they basically, for those who don't know, after the uh beginning of the, fant- after the beginning of the prequel to the fandom troop arc, the 99 anime went to OVAs and stopped doing any filler at that point. So it's really weird. There's two completely non filler, completely canonical versions of some of the later sagas. Um, but the style had more uh, visual symbolism with some surrealistic, surrealistic scenes. Also the storyboard artist and unit director for Hunter, Hunter, the last mission movie, AKA this person worked on Hunter, Hunter 99 and Hunter, Hunter 2011, which is interesting. Hmm. Um, so their other works include Ace Attorney and Armitage 3. I'm unaware if the Ace Attorney thing here is the anime or if this is like the actual in-game cutscenes. I don't know.
0: Mm. And then... Um, do you want me to take the rest? And there's a lot where I couldn't find the backgrounds or the specific styles of the other storyboard artists, but I know what else they worked on. Um, so there's Yuki, Horo, Yuki Hiro Matsushita. He worked... He did storyboards for 22 episodes, but he directed six of them. Um, he worked on other things such as Black Clover, Blue Dragon, as the director, Maria Watches Over Us, and Boruto, Naruto, Next Generation. Uh,
1: <laughs> my, Wait, favorite okay. star, my favorite so... Star Trek sequel, Next Generation's <laughs> Boruto. <laughs>
3: Maria Watches Over Us straight up sounds like the most Catholic anime I've ever heard of.
0: It is. And you know what's surprising? When I was looking through all these people who worked on the series, a lot of them worked on the same projects. Specifically, Maria Watches Over Us, which is this whole franchise, I'm assuming is about like either a Catholic nun or a Catholic schoolgirl. I don't know.
3: I'm oh, worried now. I
1: I, I don't don't even want to know how would a Catholic school girl in anime would be able to be, Well,
3: I mean, it's possible possible it could be okay because, like, Japan has an interesting history with Catholicism where there are a surprisingly – there is a surprisingly influential Christian minority in Japan. Like, they are incredibly small, but the few that exist tend to be very influential.
1: Mm. I feel you.
0: Um, there's also Tsukasa Tsunaga who worked on code Geass, Dragon Quest Saga, Mond- uh, Mobile Fighter, G Gundam and Yu-Gi-Oh! v Reigns and Zexel.
3: <laughs> How familiar are you guys with G Gundam? Um, Joe, nobody watches Gundam here but you. <laughs> Wait, no, no, but G Gundam was on Toonami. Like, none of you? Uh, I
2: know I it was know. on Toonami. Um, I never watched it though. I
0: think Visually recognize it, but by name, I, I'm drawing. A yeah,
1: Joe. There's like 50 bajillion Gundams that exist, so it's kind of hard to tell by name. So I'll have to.
0: I know Zoids better than I know Gundam, honestly. Oh
3: uh, yeah, Zoids like so most uh, most American fans only know two Gundams, and that's Wing and G. Gotcha.
1: Oh yeah, no, I I know this one. It's it's that guy with the black hair and the bandana, right? That looks yeah. That looks constipated all the time.
3: Yeah, it's the one where basically they wanted to make a martial arts show, but they're just like, "Oh, Oh, what about robots?"
0: I remember that. Yeah, I was
3: I was setting up a joke for like, "Oh, did he animate this with the power of Kyoji? But since none of you have seen that, I'm just gonna leave that one for listeners.
1: (laughs) We'll start a mobile Gundam cast later. No, we'll do a crossover Parasite and Gundam and call it. I love
3: I love Gundam. There's too much material.
1: Gotcha. Parasuit. Anyways, uh, character design.
0: Um, there's Takayuki Goto. Um, he started out on Tatsunoko Production, but later left to find his own studio, which you guys may know as Production IG, which stands for Production Ishikawa Goto. Um, he did this with Mitsuhisa Ishikawa. So it's kind of like a mix of both their names for the their last names um, for the initials for IG. And he worked on Hunter Hunter because, um, their Fusha, Fruhashi had links with Production IG, and his designs are really appealing yet realistic. He worked on other things um, such as Ghost in the Shell, um, Kuroko's Basketball, Neon Genesis Evangelion, um, specifically the movies Death and Rebirth and the End of Evangelion, and also Parappa the Rapper
1: gotta believe i wonder is it like the animators of the game
0: i think it's the, either the anime or like maybe the, the opening sequence for the game because gotcha. like the whole animation i'm not really sure yeah nice
3: because yeah i, I know they have, have anime for it yeah. i have some of those songs going through my head right now like step on the gas step,
0: step on, on the, the gas. gas
1: oh god i love that's my favorite song the piano one that's a doo, legit doo, doo,
0: doo, 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 doo,
1: doo. yeah
0: and then the art director was Nobuto Sakamoto, he was a studio BIC fame. His art was more functional and moody, and he worked on stuff like Gravitation, New Cutie Honey, Maroni Kenshin, and Slam Dunk. Um, and then we have also a bunch of like animation directors who worked on this series, like Ak- Ak- Akira Matsushima, um, who directed about 11 episodes and he worked on Case Clothes, the movie, um, The Time Bomb Skyscraper. That's
1: a good movie.
0: Demon Slayer, Woman um, Alchemist Brotherhood, Fruits Baskets, I think the old, the original series in the early 2000s, and then Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. I need to
1: watch that series, Fruit Baskets. Everyone keeps recommending that to it's me. It's good, dude. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah. Um, then there was Shinobu Tagashira. Who also directed about eleven episodes, and he worked on stuff like Batman, Gotham Knight, Digimon, the movie Monster, and Tekken: Kincrete. Have any that's, a have that? yeah, that's a tricky I've one. Yeah, I've not seen it. Also, well, it's it's a pretty cool movie, kind of intense because it's basically about kids mm-hmm. living in like a on the street, and there's like turf wars, but it's very cool and stylized.
1: So it's nothing like um, Rent or something, or is it no Rent? Is that rent? what I
0: am thinking of?
3: Yeah, you think of Lord of the Flies?
1: Yeah, it might have been Lord of the Flies. It I get this too I mixed though. think
0: up. it kind of has that same vibe, where it's like survival of the fittest, uh, with like not, but kind of also like a story about like found brotherhood.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
3: Does uh does one of them have a preventable disease, and another one wants to be a doctor?
0: No, <laughs> I think they both just want to beat people up. <laughs>
1: Me.
0: <laughs> uh, and finally, we have the directors of photography, Hidetoshi Watanabe, who worked on Miss Hokusai in the Ping Pong Club, and Seichi Morishita, who worked on stuff like Case Clothes and Hack Slash Slash Sign. And both of them had photography that used uh, dark... Intense and, and depressing atmospheres, while maintaining some sort of realism and naturalism. That's case close to a T. Yeah, so... uh, Just just uh, real quick.
3: <laughs> so on the like the dot hack thing, uh, this is like Hunter Hunter, where the way it's written makes it impossible to pronounce correctly. It's just dot hack sign.
0: Oh, it's fun to say slashes, but I uh, okay. Um, it's
1: do, it's dot hack forward slash double forward slash sign. <laughs>
0: Um, and just so sort of my resources, thank you so much to I Watch Anime Because of Pretty Colors. Um, that's where he wrote, whoever the author was. Um, I use their articles, as my main source of research, as well as Anime News Network.com. And that's pretty much it. So. What did you guys think of the episode we watched and learning more about the 1999
1: anime? Uh, very, um, very informative. And, well, I guess, I guess in two parts. Um, pretty good episodes and very informative.
3: It's interesting seeing how the two anime versions try to editorialize and edit certain things done in the manga to make them more cohesive. But both kind of do weird things with it, like making Kilua seem cocky instead of saying what he actually said in 2011, and then in 99, making it say what he actually said, but then introducing a character who no one cares about.
1: Gotcha.
2: (laughs) I'm curious if that character does actually become relevant later on in the 91. I one. Hope
3: to God she does it. It's very much, have you seen that meme of like Naruto, where like Kakashi's talking to some woman and she's like, thank you so much for helping us, he's like, you're welcome person we'll never talk to again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that.
1: Uh, <laughs> welcome to anime. Uh the 90s were a very unique place. <laughs> I, I do kind of wish place. that when people no.
3: would make, like when people would make filler, that they would have them, that the filler Pearson would show up every time it was filler. So it's like, oh, there is a storyline and it is, like, parallel. That'd be cool. But all of it's self-contained and still bad.
1: It's like, alright, unlock the, the filler cages for the filler characters. <laughs> and they're, like, all, like, in rags and fed, like, with dog food bowls. I feel like
0: okay, they just wait. need to take better care of, like, writing better <laughs> characters if they're gonna put a fuller filler. Or they could just
3: not put filler.
0: Or they just not put filler.
1: Just stop making it. Like, with JoJo, that was my Biggest issue with part five is, I think Peter's as well, is that there's so much of those, oh, hey, recap episode week. It's like, oh.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather they just skip the week. If that was a concern, uh, it, what was it? was like two episodes that was just full recap. There was like three, to so, Three? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they do
3: it for economic reasons, because if they don't do it, they're going to... Like, those do better in ratings than either playing an old episode or re, or, or just skipping a week. So, like, they kind of have to do that. It would be nice if they could just fucking eliminate them from, like, Blu-rays and stuff like that, though.
1: Mm-hmm. It's so to be like a skip function, like a remove all dumb filler episodes.
3: yeah but uh yeah that's kind of my thoughts on on these episodes like i i actually do like that they try to add in the kilua being scared of an opponent thing earlier because that is cohesive with what they later reveal about his character um but it's it's washed away like the benefit of that is washed away by the introduction of that extra plot line that doesn't matter
1: gotcha all right um i guess i'll do the the outro then so uh Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just the chat on our Facebook at Spirit Hunters Pod, and our Twitter at Spirit Hunters Pod, Spirit Hunter Pod. Well, they're, they're the same thing. They're both Spirit Hunter Pod. Or yeah, buy no some, co- or buy some coffee at co slash fee dot com forward slash Spirit Hunter Pod. And remember, you can now listen to us on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever podcasts aren't
3: sold. See you on the other side Wait no real quick actually See you
1: on the other side
3: No 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 This is like something we have to do. Like we're, we're legally obliged to do the thing I'm about to say uh, Because this was part of the deal we made with the person But our intro is done by soul slash harmoyu Who you can listen to at youtube.com slash Um Yeah we'll talk more about this later See you guys on the other side See you on the other side Bye
4: في انتفضت في هدوء الليل من هو الصامد المغامر في وجه السير يفعد عن عينيه الراحة يتحدى خصماً في الساحة يرمي ويصيب الأهداف يسعى دوماً